Hello everyone and welcome to the first part of a special installment of the Dim Sum Lose Sum, Casa Minnesota's very own podcast. I'm Kenny Pang, I use pronouns like he, him, and his, and I'm Casa's internal vice president. For this episode, I'm joined by... no one. Yeah, that's right, I'm flying solo. As Casa Board elections for 2021-2022 are coming right around the corner on April 17th and 18th, we thought it'd be a good idea to have each board member do a podcast episode where they can explain their role, their experience with Casa, and any advice or insights they have for people looking to apply for board positions. I've been given the honor of being the first episode out, but before we begin diving into my time as IVP, I'd like to remind everyone listening that all application information can be found on our Facebook page or just by messaging any member of CASA board. Without further ado, let's get started. To begin, I'd like to talk about what my responsibilities as IVP are. Sorry if I sound like a pedantic ass when I say this, but it really does help if we break up internal vice president into two chunks, internal and vice president. We can start off with vice president. As you can probably guess, a decent chunk of IVP work is that more executive function, like working with the president and external vice president to set cost vision and calendar, make decisions about events and initiatives, and to be able to both ask and answer tough questions the board and organization might face. The two VPs should be able to act together as kind of another president, if that makes sense. So it's really important for IVP to be aware of pretty much everything that CASA is planning. If IVP and EVP are on top of their shit, it really helps the president's ability to delegate tasks and focus their energy on the things that really need them. That brings me to my next point. A big part of the VP part of IVP is just supporting your president and EVP, being sure to listen to them, act towards them respectively, and step up for any task that might arise when they have a lot on their plates. Now onto the internal part of IVP. Well, what does internal even mean? Well, it's the opposite of external, ha ha. But seriously, the second big part of IVP is kind of focusing inward and making sure the board itself is running smoothly, making sure individual board members are getting along and are growing, stuff like that. One of the biggest responsibilities of IVP is actually holding one-on-one meetings with every board member to get to know them better, to see what goals they have, to make sure they're comfortable, etc. The length and frequency of these one-on-ones is up to each IVP, but they're important as diagnostic tools since talking with just one person is a lot more conducive to a meaningful conversation than talking to, say, nine other people during regular board meetings. One-on-ones can lead to new initiatives and projects being started, changes in how a board does things, and more. IVP is also tasked with, and I am ripping this straight from our constitution, developing and building an internal connection among board members. Basically, this means organizing board bonding activities as a means for people to get to know each other and keep board spirits up, pretty much. On the flip side, IVP is also responsible for providing emotional support to any board members that need it and managing any conflicts that may arise between board members. I was talking with a friend about what I do for CASA, and he likened IVP to the HR of CASA, which I thought was pretty accurate. And lastly, IVP is responsible for volunteer coordination for our two biggest cultural events, which are Moonfest and Chinese New Year. Both events have pretty similar volunteer duties since we need people to help set up, run booths, serve food, stuff like that. So it's more a matter of being really organized and clear with instructions, communications, and expectations. Of course, all of our events this year were virtual, so I'm kind of blowing shit on my ass since I didn't have to coordinate any volunteers. Um, That's pretty much it for the explicitly written responsibilities of IVP. IVP is very flexible and has a decent deal of freedom in just starting new projects, hopping on committees, and just picking up slack wherever other board members need it. That flexibility brings me to the next talking point, actually. Something I did this year as part of IVP that I really enjoyed. It's actually this podcast. Early on in the summer, a couple of board members brought up the idea of having a podcast on 101s, and I kind of just said, fuck it, okay. And long story short, I am recording this episode now. I had the pleasure of leading a committee with six other board members where we came up with podcast ideas and logistics, release timelines, all that good stuff. I think I'm kind of tuning my own horn here, but I guess I was also the principal editor for the podcast. I've edited six out of the nine, 
nice podcast episodes that are out at the time of this recording, which is cool since I've definitely learned a lot. Also, I am super sorry if you have hated the editing style of our podcasts. I would take constructive criticism, but it seems my time at editor is nearly up. Moving on, I'll list off a few traits and qualities that I think would make someone a good IVP. Full disclosure, I do not claim I am a good IVP, nor do I claim I possess any of these traits we're about to talk about. The first trait is a willingness to listen, especially to criticism. As I mentioned earlier, IVP has a unique opportunity to get a pulse check on each board member through 101s, so it's vital that during those, an IVP was able to draw out and listen to key points so things that need to change can be changed. The second trait is being observant. As IVP is tasked with mediating conflict and facilitating a welcoming board environment, being able to pick on the little things that might help someone feel comfortable or being able to nip a potential problem in the bud is very valuable. Being observant is also important in making sure your board members are managing their burnout. And the last trait I'll mention is flexibility and a willingness to step up. With the great freedom of IVP comes the great responsibility of being willing to put your name in the hat for just about anything, and even taking it in stride when you get something unexpected dumped on you. And I am totally not being passive-aggressive towards my board members with that comment. That's the extent of what I want to talk about regarding IVP specifically, so I'd like to get into what it means to be a general CASA board member as well. I like to think I have a pretty good idea of this, since, again, I probably sound like a dickhead when I say that, but this is my second year on board. I think the biggest key to success to being a good board member in general is just being willing. Even outside position-specific duties, there are a lot of miscellaneous opportunities that board members can take on. Volunteering, tabling activity fairs, signing up for committees, pitching event ideas, and more. I'm always impressed by people who dive into a lot of things and are clearly passionate about CASA. That being said, there should be balance. Don't feel obligated to throw yourself into everything if you don't have the capacity to. Along with taking on stuff, willingness plays a big role in expressing yourself as well. Board can be uncomfortable at first, I totally get it, but being willing to share your ideas, to be vulnerable, and to put yourself out there is super important. It'll make your board experience more meaningful, I promise. Cool, cool. I would now like to share some tips and advice for planning on CASA board elections for all the listeners that are planning on running. First off, try not to be nervous. I know that sounds like shitty advice, but every member of board that will be listening to your speech, Q&A, and reading your application is a human being, and a kind one at that. We're not out to make fun of you or prepare your application. We're genuinely curious as to what you have to offer. So just put your best foot forward. Be yourself. A kind of like sub-tip to that, if you're especially nervous about the speech, our election format will be virtual, which has an advantage in the fact that you can split-screen Zoom in a typed-up speech. Basically, you can read off a speech that you've written beforehand. There is literally zero shame. I did this last year, and I guess it worked, because I'm here right now. Um, next, reach out to board members. Reaching out to the board member who's currently in the position you want to run for, for sure. But honestly, reaching out to any board member is helpful and can provide you with a lot of good insight as to what being a board member is like, and what we're looking for in applicants, too. Also, I'm lonely, so it's nice to talk. Um, if, you're nervous, if you're nervous about the Q&A, a lot of the time board members will drop hints as to what questions they might ask applicants if you reach out to them beforehand as well. So, super secret tips, I guess. Lastly, show your passion for CASA and show that you've given being on board some serious thought. It's really easy to distinguish the application of someone who genuinely cares about and has done their research on CASA versus an application of someone who just kind of threw something together. So, start your application early. Don't blow off the written portion. I think the speech and Q&A can be really scary, but the written part is equally, if not more important, since you have a lot fewer restrictions with how you express yourself. Reach out to board, member early, board members early as well. Talking to someone doesn't lock you into an application if it turns out you don't vibe with it. Sick. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, I'd like to try and make one final pitch for anyone still on the fence about joining CASA board. 
I'll go over my favorite memory of Casa this year and then try and sell the board experience to you with a bunch of sappiness. Um, my favorite memory is probably the holiday party we had at the end of the first semester. Attendees got to choose various challenges and horrible tasks for board members like drinking mixed condiment shots, planking until failure, all that good stuff. I think the reason that holiday was so memorable for me wasn't getting roasted by my board members or drinking disgusting concoctions. It was that kind of ordered chaos and excitement that comes with some events. Unexpected things happened, but overall, it was really fun. That brings me to my pitch for board. My two-year experience on Casa Board has been a lot like how Holiday was. A whirlwind of memorable times, interlaced with moments of pain, sure, but overall fantastic. Casa Board has given me a lifetime of memories and 17 lifelong friends in just two years. The wealth of unique experiences and gained knowledge through Casa is something I never would have imagined when I first got involved. Casa isn't perfect by any means, nor is it painless. There are moments I've been frustrated to the point of tears, or tired beyond absolute belief, and many moments where I just honestly fucked up. But Casa is incredible in that it's forgiving, and you really do get out what you put in. If you're willing to make sacrifices, to be vulnerable, and to put in the time and energy, you'll end up with a kind of fulfillment and deep contentedness that has no equal you'll end up with a home. If that sounds up your alley, please reach out. Please apply. I'm Kenny Peng, Casa IVP, and it has truly been an honor. Thank you for listening.